hosts and contestants, hands and feet, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holic Show. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Disney Holic Show. That's Jen Diz. And that's Mike TV. Today we're holding hands and taking some deep breaths as we share our responses to our patrons' Ask Me Anything questions, plus a fun game of Disney Jeopardy. All right, so this episode airs August 9th, and you know, I always love to look up what weird holidays happens on any given day of the year. <laughs> and it turns out there's something called National Hold Hands Day. Aww. Isn't that sweet? It's very sweet. <laughs> Who is it meant for? It is a U.S. holiday, uh, but it shouldn't be restricted. It could be global if we want to. And it's supposed to be a reminder that physical touch is important and not just sexual. You know, it can just be comforting yeah. or friends and family. Aww. And I think this is what I did not read this part of it. But after the pandemic, I think we all kind of need a reminder because we were so afraid to touch anything for a while and still are. Yes. Right? Yes. This goes back into that I love you conversation too, right? It's Ooh. like, it's okay. It's just holding hands, just saying I love you. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just letting people know you care about them. Um, and yeah, I definitely didn't want to hold anybody's hand during the pandemic. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, I also wanted to mention, because it's just so opposite, because it's spooky, but today is also the Haunted Mansion's 54th anniversary. Amazing. Happy birthday, Haunted Mansion, August 9th, big day. 54, um, Studio 54, 54 years. That's a good number. It is. Yeah. It is Studio 54, I love that. Well, happy birthday, um, Haunted so, Mansion. Yes. So what are some ways that you can celebrate Holding Hands Day at the parks? Can you think of anything? Or just celebrating it in Disney style, I guess. Yeah, um... Well, speaking of Haunted Mansion, I always find myself either almost or wanting to or fully holding hands with somebody. It depends. Like if it's like my mom, I'll probably hold my hand. If it's a friend, I'll, I'll use like my pinky on their shoulder. But what this is, is when you're in those crazy <laughs> crowds at Disney and you don't want to split up with your group, especially at Haunted oh. Mansion, like when you're going from one pre-show to another one, it's crowded, it's dark. Uh, Tower of Terror is like that. Guardians Cosmic Eyes Rewind. haven't adjusted. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Movie can't even see. And then if it's somebody that you're really wanting to make sure has a good experience, I'm like double focused, making sure I don't lose them. Again, like my mom, like holding her hand. But that's one place I think to hold hands where it makes sense. Um, what is your thoughts on PDA in general? Like, do you hold hands with Jacob when you walk through the park? Oh my gosh, I don't hold hands with Jacob a lot because he is a fast walker and I'm an extremely slow walker. Um, and so I would just be like being dragged behind him if I were to hold his hand and walk. But we'll hold hands when we're just like chilling. Really? You know, like okay. When not walking, not in movement. I think I'm the same um, way. We, we walk so differently, Jerry and I, that yeah. we don't hold hands. But I don't think he would want to, even if I tried a bit. <laughs> and it gets hot, hot, and it's like, 
it's kind of inconvenient even if you walk the same speed. You have to be like the same pace of step. It's, I think it's, you know, cute to hold hands, but if you've already gotten over holding hands with your significant other, maybe you can skip it here and there. It can be <laughs> impractical, right? Or like you'll get in someone's yeah. way who's trying to walk and you're like that couple. That too. Or like <laughs> we want to go other ways at the exact same time and then you rip each other's arm sockets out. Like, <laughs> yep. I mean, it could be dangerous. So, so limit holding hands while walking in the parks, but do it when you feel okay with it. How about photos, taking pictures? We usually like put arms around each other, but do we ever hold hands? I can't imagine having hold, held your hand at all besides <laughs> the crowd thing. I'm like trying to think when we would have done that. It's weird, right? For photos, no. Um, with a partner, maybe. I feel like they try to make you do that a lot at Disney, like when they know that you're a couple and they'll be like, here, hold hands and do the, they'll like position you in ways oh, yeah. and holding hands may be part of that. Um, or if we're doing like a funny pose, like I could picture us holding hands for that uh, uh, balloon pose. Oh, Like okay. I'm holding you down, right? Yeah. Make you hold hands for that one. That's a cute one. I'm down <laughs> for cute. like a, next time we go, like do a fake skipping away from the castle holding hands. Okay. But like okay. we have to fake it so that they could take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just make sure to get it captured. <laughs> ah, how about this? Are you allowed to hold the character's hands? Like a face character. Let's say Aladdin Ooh. or Princess Tiana. God, that just made me feel so awkward even saying that out loud. <laughs> like, don't touch me. If I was them, I'd be like, don't touch me. But that's the right? pandemic again talking. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I feel hands are so personal right yeah like i feel like i would be intruding on their space if i were to touch their hands <laughs> for some reason <laughs> i'm gonna be like hypersensitive to this now and i'm gonna be watching i want to know right how people maybe do i'm it. gonna try it now and see <laughs> get banned from the park i mean i know they hold hands with little kids true adults i can't picture it oh you know what's cute is when they when the face characters do a lot of physical touch with people who have, like, sensory issues. I love seeing mm -hmm. those videos. It's so magical. Very cute. Um, now, what about characters in costume? I think that, that usually happens. Yeah, I think I hold all of their yeah. hands. <laughs> like, oh, okay, fake <laughs> it's giant like the hand. first thing they do is, like, stick out their hands for you to grab them yeah. or hug them, one or the other. Yeah. That's funny. Huh. Um yeah, I don't mind those ones. Why is it so different? Now I can't even understand my own psychology on this. Like, wait. <laughs> it's so weird. It's just like those weird things that you just don't know until you do it. Like the time I tried to present Kylo Ren with a toy of Darth Vader. And he, I was like, going to get kicked out. They were like, no. Like all the sirens went on. People the got out of character. The rushed in. I was like, what's yeah. going on? It's like, never mind. I won't give that to you. Um, just kidding. I was just trying to have a moment. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, holding hands while walking, holding hands in photos. Um, I was reading ways that you could uh, celebrate Hold Hands Day, and there was uh, an activity that wasn't specific to Disney, but it said that there's something about holding hands while you're eating dinner that... I was just going to mention ah, that. That's, yeah, but what, finish what you were it saying. Was, it supposedly just it makes it a little bit more meaningful and intimate. Again, it doesn't have to be romantic or not, but what is that about? What do you think? Um, I don't know, but next time we eat at Rancho del Zoclo, Mike, I'm going to go straight for your hand. I was hoping. Just stare into your eyes. You're going to say, say Red Robin. I'll do it there. 
<laughs> Red Robin. Oh, hold your hand at Red Robin. Um, it does make it quite sweet. I don't know why. Like with with my partner, like just one hand holding, and then like, but it also is inconvenient. It makes it uncomfortable and weird. So it has to be like while you're eating certain parts of the meal only when you don't need two hands. Yeah, just like like when you cuddle, it's just a little bit and then you release when it's time to actually yeah, sleep. Yeah, yeah. You flip over on your stomach <laughs> or something. Okay, time to go to bed. Um, what about spiritual people, you know, saying grace, you hold hands? I actually don't mind that. I'm not religious, but if someone does it at the table, I actually think it's fun, no matter what religion it is. It's like, oh, a little group activity before you eat. Right, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, are we engaging? I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I haven't been in that situation in a long time either where people hold hands. I think maybe I've seen it. We used to do that when I was little, for sure. Huh. Say grace at the table, we'd all hold hands. Um, but now I feel like people, <coughs> excuse me, people just like kind of bow their heads or something. Oh. Right? They don't touch each other. So I think Even we should. Even in like church and whatnot they don't like hold hands anymore right don't they do something different now oh i've seen people do they just raise their hands in the air yeah that's right that's right Um, i almost just did it with my hands and i still couldn't figure it out but you're right they put their hands up and i've seen some of that change even yeah before the pandemic um Mm -hmm. now i think at least i'm thinking i'm gonna just weird everybody out and the next group dinner i'm it's not even gonna be religious it's just gonna be let's hold hands to just be like hey i'm glad we're all here and thankful for the food right it doesn't have to be uh religious i just like the idea so it doesn't but you know i have to say one of my least favorite moments in life is jacob's parents at thanksgiving dinner when we all have to go around the table and say what we're thankful for oh that sounds right up my alley I would totally make everybody do it that. It totally does. <laughs> oh, so okay. That would be fun if we just every time we sat down for a Disney meal, you just had a round table of like some kind of Disney question. Yeah. Disney focused, make you think question. I'll take it. I love I'll a good it. prompt. Let's try it out. I like a prompt over small talk. It's easier. Um. All right, so what else? We talked about, like, moving around in the dark, pre-show areas, holding hands. Um, Even other crowd situations, like when you're exiting a show or a phantasmic or fireworks, uh, it's another place where you might lose somebody. We also Mm -hmm. don't go there with kids, but I'm assuming parents and kids hold hands a lot. Yes. Um, I also just thought of a really good one. There's a couple that are all the same, and it's on attractions. Um, when somebody is scared, oh, like, and they want, and they just kind of grab onto you. They like either hold your arm or hold your hand. Oh yeah, I've had that happen just this last weekend, <laughs> and another time was also like a scared but also exciting moment. We went on Guardians. I took someone for their very first time on Guardians, and she reached like because we didn't tell her anything about it. She didn't know a single thing about this ride, and all she did was grab our like thighs like whoosh, like grabbed onto us and then we like you know we put our hands down like like to make sure she's okay and then she grabbed our hands Aww. on both sides so we're like all holding hands during the rest of the ride meanwhile she's laughing hysterically because that's just what that ride makes you do right she's just like this is amazing but she got scared and that initial thing led into hand holding <laughs> oh i love that because you know what that means hand holding can also be support 
Yes, right? absolutely. Emotional support, literally physical support, depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Uh, another one that made me uh, think of Disneyland when we're talking about Hold Hands Day is there's these videos going around that I keep saying I'm going to do to you one day. These fake proposals at Disney. Oh, my God. <laughs> where you just, you're with somebody. It doesn't even have to be your real partner. And you just get on your knees and look like you're about to propose to them, take their hand. Everyone around you is going to freak out and start circling <laughs> you. And you're not even doing it. It's fake. What would you do if I did that to you? I already thought this through, and I talked to Jacob about it, and I was like, listen, Mike is a prankster. He's definitely going to do a fake proposal. Would you get mad if I kissed him? <laughs> That's smart, because that would throw me off. You know, it's always like when if I... I just said yes and grabbed you and kissed you, I was like, joke's on who at that point? prank. Prank back. <laughs> I like that. That's like when I picture, um, like, if there's a killer coming after me, I'm always like, I'm just going to hug Michael Myers. Just hug him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, what do I do with this? Because right? I think they thrive off the, the fear. Yes. Like, <laughs> no, I the... love you. That's that's it. Oh, oh another hand-holding one real quick is um, during the fireworks. I've held a lot of people's hands oh. during fireworks. When everyone gets, like, sentimental and, like, weepy. Yeah. And they'll kind of like, oh. I've had many of those moments with my friends. That's a good one. <laughs> um, back to on the rides one. What about, like, the love tunnel aspect of like you know a new couple or and you're on a date and you're in the doom buggy or small world Mm -hmm. or something i've definitely held hands in doom buggies and maybe not small world but (laughs) i think which Um, which else are like private peter pan peter pan i guess a lot of the storybook really yeah yeah um but what about uh what i just think of said Haunted Mansion. I was thinking of, shoot. Oh, the storybook land canal boats oh, when they go under the lights. That's the a cool arches. one. Yeah. Oh, so cute. I want that. I yes. want the romance of a hot date in a doom buggy. <laughs> <laughs> a hot date in a doom buggy. Like those first time butterflies, you know. I know. I know. Very sweet. Well, we just wanted to tell everybody it is National Hold Hands Day, so we hope we inspired you <laughs> with some ways. Yes, hopefully to do you it. listen to this episode early so you can hold someone's hand today. Hold my hand. Is that Hootie in the Blowfish? I think so. Hold my hand. Sounds like Hootie. Sounds like Hootie. Hootie. <laughs> All right. Well, next up, we have a game that's going to be hosted by Mike TV. <laughs> Right, so Jeopardy, I guess we should explain how the game goes, right? Yeah, I, and you're a Jeopardy okay. fan, so what's, what, yes. what's unique about Jeopardy rules? And I'm going to try to stick to those for you. Okay, so Jeopardy rules are, there's normally, I think, six categories? Is it six or eight? I think six. I can't remember how many categories no are. There's certain certain amount of categories and um all what they do is they give you an answer in each of these categories and you have to come up with what is the question so it's kind of backwards instead of asking a regular trivia question you come up with the answer they give you an answer and you have to figure out what was the question um and then they have certain uh dollar amounts assigned to all of these answers and the 
uh, more expensive the answer is, the harder the answer it is to find a question Ooh. for. And the hardest part about Jeopardy is that if you answer incorrectly, they take that money away from you. So you don't just get to like try all you'd like and because you do get money deducted when you are wrong it's not just that you yeah. don't gain that money so you have I to be always, careful when you buzz in when i see a contestant buzz in because they just want to be the first and they don't know the answer mm-hmm. yet and they get it wrong i love it i'm like haha that's what you get no that's what you get sucker <laughs> yeah. cheater cheater <laughs> totally uh but totally. okay so first of all you are a fan it sounds like and you watch jeopardy yeah so jacob and i I think we just like f- we're finding ways to like decompress on a weekday. Like, what is something that's always there that we can always rely on that just gives us something to do? And we love trivia. We absolutely love trivia. So Jeopardy is perfect for that, right? Oh, it's that on like every sense. single weeknight of my waking life, basically. <laughs> so you know, I've always wondered like why that game show. This is the first time I put it together that it's duh, it's trivia, and you guys like trivia. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And it's fun because, um, like, before we were really into Family Feud for a little bit. Mm. Uh, but I think it was our work schedules. Like, I used to work Swing Shift and Jeopardy. Or, and then Family Feud was on during the day. So we'd play, like, before we go to work. And then we both moved to 9 to 5 job. And then Jeopardy became the new home for our weird, careless entertainment. Um, and we also, like, do it competitively together. So we have a book full of scores. And we always laugh about it that... If, like, for whatever reason, we're very morbid people. Also into true crime, both of us. So we figured, like, we always think about what happens if we died. What would people find at our house? <laughs> and there's this book with nothing but column that says Jen and Jacob and nothing but tally marks all the way down it. And it's, like, full now because we score all of our Jeopardy games. Wow. And we do tallies for every time we get a point. And so it's, like, actually really creepy if you just find this book. You're like, what the hell is this? What were they keeping so. score of? Ooh. Exactly, exactly. The bodies are buried somewhere. There's a lot of bodies if that's one per in there, I can tell you. <laughs> uh, Jeopardy also reminds me of Ellen's Energy. I think Ellen's Energy Adventure. It was at Epcot before Cosmic Rewind was there. Ellen's there was a whole... Universe of Energy, wasn't it? Yeah, there? that's right. Ellen's Universe yeah. of Energy in the Energy Pavilion? Something like that. It's a long... Yes. Long-winded. But, um... Uh, bye! Thanks, Cosmic Rewind. Yes. So, I don't <laughs> mind having Cosmic Rewind at all in its place. But, I do miss the random storyline. So, Ellen was like... She falls asleep on the couch while you're riding through this screen-based and animatronic movie ride. And then, suddenly, she wakes up and... Okay, tell me the person's name. And Alex Trebek was... In, in her room, and she's now playing Jeopardy as she's dreaming. Okay, is it Alex or Alec? Okay, this is the weirdest thing. I'm pretty sure this is a Mandela effect. <laughs> His name is Alex, which is the most common version. Like, how many people do you know named Alec? <laughs> I know I know one in my personal life, and Alec Trebek, or Alec... Uh, Baldwin. See, I already said Alec Trebek, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. That's like the only Alex I know of. But for some reason, we all think it's Alec. It's, it's so, so weird. weird. I, I swear that was his name for the longest time, but it's Alex. That's <laughs> definitely a Mandela effect, because I always used to like make sure I said it right and been like, Alec Trebex. And I think, is, right? that, is that what it is? Is his last name Trebek? Yes. See, I Maybe also want to add a, an S there. <laughs> Alex Trebex. 
No, yeah, Alec it's neither. Trebek. It's Alex. It's or yeah, it's the first one only. Alex Trebek. Or in in so Jeopardy weird. terms, who is Alex Trebek? Yep. Uh, all yep. right, so let's get into it. Uh, the way right. we're going to do it is a little bit different than the TV show. Why? Because there's only one of you playing. But listeners, <laughs> definitely play along. There's going to be no points or money, but there are going to be four full-on categories. And they each will have their five different questions. And I tried to go from easiest to most difficult, as if you're going top to bottom, going straight through the, you know, through the category. Okay. And because it is National Hold Hands Day, I had to keep going with the hands pun because they do that on Jeopardy too. Don't they have the best category they names? They absolutely do. <laughs> They're so fun. Okay. So we have four categories. Our first category is handsome dudes. Oh, okay. Second category is I have no hands. <laughs> Third category. Wait. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to interrupt. Go ahead. Third category is handy dandy. And the last okay. category is hand it over. All right. Uh, I will let you choose which category you would like to start with. Okay. Mike Trebek, can we please start with the handsome dudes category? Because ah. why wouldn't we start there? All right. <laughs> Handsome dudes. Bloop. He steals only what he can't afford, which is everything. Oh, who is Aladdin? Correct. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I don't have any fun sound effects. Let's try this. Okay, I need a buzzing sound. Yeah! Oh, yeah. No, you got it right. You got it correct. Who is Aladdin? Correct. All right. So next in Handsome Dudes... <clears throat> Scruffy and horrifying at first glance, there is a glowing prince within. Who is... Oh, God, what is his real person name? Is it Prince William? No? <laughs> Just laughing at me. What's his name? It's the Beast, but like... Well, our judges Prince will take Prince. either answer. So okay, who is the beast? Who is the beast? Correct. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. his prince name? Yes, yeah, so we would also have accepted Prince Adam as, Adam. as the answer. Uh, yep. William. Who's Prince William? Get out of here. <laughs> That's a real one. And he's the one. <laughs> yeah. The one. I'm going to say the one that is not the most attractive of the two princes. Because I was a Harry fan. <laughs> Um, all right. Next up with handsome dudes. Actually, you're a Jeopardy pro. You tell me if you want to skip around because I'm crossing these out as we go. Would you like to stay with handsome dudes or would you like to move to another category? Let's, let's move to another category. Let's try hand it over. Hand it over. All right. Hand it over. And your first clue is this item was handed over by Carl to Russell as a special token of honor after their South American adventure. What is the adventure book? Is that it? No. Does that sound like an incorrect? That's an incorrect. That is incorrect. This is actually Shoot. harder for something that's at the top of this column. 
What did he get? Oh, wait, did he get that? What is the grape pin? So the grape soda pin. Yeah. Yay! That is it. It's been a while. I need to rewatch that evidently. <laughs> what is the grape soda bottle cap? Bottle cap. Yep. Oh yeah, it's only a pin at Disney. Right? Yeah, I, I actually, when I was doing this, I had to check myself because then I thought it was a patch in the movie and I couldn't figure it out and I'm still kind of confused. <laughs> uh, there's a real cute one that you can see when you're leaving um, Lamplight Lounge at the exit. Look on your right-hand side of the doorframe as you're leaving, right? And you'll see the... There's a I don't know. Stuff. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, before. I feel like I always point it out. It's there. And it's just so cute. I think that's so cute. Cute. Um, all right, so you didn't get a point on that one, but it's okay. Would you like to stick in the handed over category, or would you like to move to another? Let's do it. Let's do a couple more on this one. All right. Next in handed over. Your clue is, he hands over bags of stolen gold and money to his friends and residents of the forest. Oh. Who is Robin Hood? I knew you would like that one. Very, uh, <laughs> he's a handsome and anthropomorphic. I would say he's also a handsome dude. <laughs> uh, okay, would you like to stay in this category? Yeah, let's stay here. Okay, the next clue is, yo ho, this treasured item needs to be returned to its original chest to save the cursed crew of the Black Pearl. What is pieces? No, what is Davy? Wait, Davy Jones' heart. <laughs> that is a very good guess because that was in the second movie, I think, that happened, right? Shoot, that was the second one? Yeah, because he <gasps> gave it to. Is uh, it the pieces of eight that I was originally going to say? It is. It is a la Dang. It's called The Last Piece of Aztec Gold, which is also called Pieces of Eight. You're close. Dang it. Did you hear me? I almost said it. I'm like, wait, no. It's the freaking Davy Jones locker, number two. Darn it. Dun, dun, dun. Fine. You're close. <laughs> okay. Next up and hand it over. Your clue is park guests could hand one to a cast member and if valid, proceed to a shorter queue. Ooh. Oh, what is a fast pass? Aww. How nostalgic, right? How, I know. I just got a little moment. I'm like, remember those things when they're physical and you give them away to people? So cool. Aww. And they made money, Very too, cool. off those like lanyards where you'd hold them in and all that stuff. Yeah. Now it's oh all on gosh. our phones and we're stuck in our phones all day. Yeah. Um, all right. Magic bands all day. Magic bands. Oh, yeah, I do like a good magic band. We have one more question and hand it over. Do you want to finish off the category? Let's do it. Let's all do right. It. Your final clue for the hand it over Jeopardy category is <clears throat> this top secret information was handed over by Leia Organa to R2-D2, giving the rebels a tactical advantage. She gave him, or they, them, our duty to, um, a map of the Death Star. No, they didn't. What did she give them? Some kind of a map. You it was it. map of the Death Star? You got it. Wait, then what was the, 
What was Rogue One all about then? The same piece. So remember, oh. at the very end, it goes to Leia. And then right, we learn that right. that's how it goes to ah. Okay. Okay, okay. Full circle. <laughs> I was that, like, wait a second, that can't be it because I just rewatched Rogue One. I was like, hold on. I got to give it up for the the Star Wars prequels. I like how they literally lead up to the next one in the most for the most part. Very true. And I appreciate that. Um, if we want to be a little bit technical, it's the Death Star plans. It's like the blueprints and all that. Blueprints. Yep. And then that's how they found out there was that vulnerability. And then I was going to call him Han Solo. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Went right in, right, and, um, in, right into what's it. What's his? What's his buddy's name? We always call. We have a friend that looks like him, and we always call him. him. Oh shoot, I'm forgetting it. Is he wear what's orange the, like, or something? Other guy, wedge. Wedge, wedge and tills or something. Wedge and tills. All right, so you have three categories remaining. We have more of handsome dudes. We have I have no hands, and then we have handy dandy. <laughs> I'm going to definitely go with I have no hands because I just have no idea where this is going to go. And I'm very curious. Okay. I can already tell because you did a tap tap earlier. The reference, right? Do you know the reference? <laughs> yes. I have no legs. <laughs> but hold on a second. Do you know who's in that film? Uh, yeah, we We're talked about it. We're talking about kids. Did we? Yes. Rosario Dawson. Were you the one that told me, or did I tell you? I told you when we were talking about Haunted Mansion, but I don't think we, it was on air. It was, like, then. after. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. Very recently, too. Uh, yeah, but, yes, it. she is in that. Look at her now. Haunted Mansion. She's uh, Ahsoka. She's anything she wants to be. Million Dollar Baby or something. Isn't that her? Ooh, is that no, I think that's some Hillary Swank. But she did something, some kind of, like, <laughs> fighting movie, didn't she? I could picture it in my head. I thought she did. I could picture I'm it in my head. Um, wow, but what a throwback. That was when we were young teenagers, that movie Kids. It was an indie movie. Either you know what we're talking about or you don't. But yes, this is a pun on that. Yes. So I have no hands okay. is the category. And your first clue is without speaking a single <clears throat> Let me rephrase this better. Without speaking a single word, it will have you flying sideways and under. It will? Um, what is the magic carpet? Is that what you're going for? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. He has no hands, just like, these little love? tassel things. What? <laughs> I said he, I still don't know the gender. But... Oh, the magic carpet. Magic so cute carpet. in the Aladdin show. Oh, so much expression in a non-human costume. Very Mm -hmm. cool. Um, All right. Your next clue in I Have No Hands. Faster than fast and quicker than quick, he sports the number 95 on his glossy body. Um, I just ran into him a couple days ago. And Jacob looked at me. He's like, "Since when does Lightning McQueen just like roam around and meet people?" And I'm like, "Uh, since always." But <laughs> Lightning McQueen, who is Lightning McQueen? Correct. Yeah. Which now, also, those of you who don't watch Jeopardy, if you do not phrase it correctly, you may not win your point. Yes. So you have to say, "Who is Lightning McQueen?" I was letting you get there. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> she's gonna forget to do it in the form of a question." That's what Alex Trebek does too. He kind of goes like, 
what <laughs> the other time gives you a hint um okay for this is not double jeopardy it's just mike tv bonus question for that answer okay how is lightning mcqueen connected to the haunted mansion movie oh this is a very easy answer who is owen wilson <laughs> yay yep the voice of lightning mcqueen and one of the funny characters in the Haunted Mansion movie. I didn't mind him. I usually don't like him very much. He annoys me the way he speaks. Something about, I don't know, he just like <laughs> Ever me. since like Wedding Crashers, he like, it's that yeah, there's some douchey like, person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I forgot he was Lightning McQueen for a long time. And I'm like, oh, he didn't bother me there. But I can't see his face, which probably helps. And then he was in the Haunted Mansion, didn't bother me. Yeah. It's fine. And Loki, he's good too. But yeah, I liked him in Loki right? too. He's coming back. Like Maybe he has he a purpose. Maybe caught on to that and like fixed it a little bit. Yeah, and I guess that kind of personality works with those two characters too. Right. It's not true. like annoying. Very true. Um, all right, we're gonna do another one from I Have No Hands, and your next clue is a slithering menace with a seductive voice that will put you into a dangerous daze. Who is Ka? Yes, correct. Yes. 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 Ka from the Jungle Book. Now, I've, I've done a handful of questions for you to hear or answers, right? Do you think they would hire me to do like, the, you know, sometimes a celebrity shows up on the video when they ask a question? I would love to do that. On Jeopardy, on the actual oh, on, game show. Oh, on Jeopardy? <laughs> Imagine it's like a Disney one. I would love to be the one like standing in the park asking the question as a guest host. They'll have the Disney Holics category. Yeah. And then it'd be like, Mike TV from the Disney Holics here, and we're at Disneyland, and blah, 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 blah. That <laughs> so fun. And imagine then they're giving Perfect. a Disney Park prize. I could do all of it. Oh my gosh, it'd be so um, fun. They're... I'll let them know Thank next you. time I speak with them. Let them know that I'm auditioning. <laughs> there was just something really fun about having to create it backwards. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it is a little extra, right? Yeah, and I had to keep making sure the the clue isn't too obvious, but also hits everything. Um, all right, so you have... That's what they call it. They call it a clue, not an answer. I keep saying an answer, but it's actually a clue for... Ah, for the yeah. top, right? Um, all right, you have two more in I Have No Hands. You have three more in Handsome Dudes, and you have a full category of Handy Dandy. Jen Ziz, where would you like to go next on the board? Let's try Handy Dandy. All right, handy dandy. Your first clue is, this young hero crafted a pair of silky shooters using materials from his high school chemistry lab. Who is Peter Parker? Yeah! Those are web shooters. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a fun fact... That takes place in New York City. Queens is where the high school is. It's not a real one, but that's where it's supposed to be. It's one of those like magnet schools. He goes to like a science tech school. It's pretty cool. Mm. Um, all right, handy dandy. Your next quest. Your next clue on the board. This Star Wars desert dweller fixed the Millennium Falcon's hyperdrive by bypassing a problematic compressor with no force required. Desert Dweller. Desert Dweller. 
Why am I not figuring this one out? It's a mouthful. Let me repeat it too for the listeners. All right, Star Wars fans. This Star Wars desert dweller fixed the Millennium Falcon's hyperdrive by bypassing a problematic compressor (laughs) with no force required. Man, I don't, I don't know this one. Is it just, who is R2-D2? Incorrect, unfortunately. Oh. The answer we're looking for, I'm trying to talk just like him, like Trebek. The answer we're looking for is who is Rey from Star Wars The Force Awakens? Oh. Tried to trip you up there because she definitely didn't use the Force. And it was just when she was like tinkering in the first of uh, the trilogy. She's fixing the okay. thing down there. And With, what's his face? Finn? Finn, uh-huh. Got um, it. I was, for some reason, stuck on the original trilogy, and I was like, I don't know. I don't remember that happening. I just... <laughs> uh, all right. I love that scene, too. It's always like, no, no, no. And he's like, saying this one, this one, this one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Would you like to stay with Handy Dandy? Yeah, let's, let's go through this whole category. All right. The next clue is, this curious character assembled a private collection of artifacts from piles of garbage. <laughs> Who is... Well, piles of garbage? Oh, oh, who is Wally? Yeah! Oh. Yes! I never realized how similar he is to the Little Mermaid, Ariel. Oh. They have like these little treasures, right? You're right. They have a little yeah. trove. From like the land, too. <laughs> yeah. Living with the land. Oh. Oh, you know what? There was, that just reminded me, God, it seems like ages ago. Remember when I was playing that game, Disney Starlight Valley or something? Dreamlight Valley? <laughs> there, Are you not playing there was anymore? A, it's, yeah, I have stopped playing it. <laughs> There was oh. a a mission that was you connecting Wally and Ariel for that exact reason. I just remember Stop, that. Stop! How cute! Yeah, you have to like help them collect these things and then put them together. Oh, I love that. Adorbs. Heck, cute. Um, all right, good job. You got that one correct. Next on handy dandy, your clue is using his carpentry skills, he transforms a simple piece of pine wood into a walking, talking miracle. Who is Geppetto? Yeah. Good one. Yeah, who? Yeah, who? All right, and for your <laughs> final clue in the handy dandy category, stranded on a deserted island, they craft a variety of coconut powered contraptions to make the island life more livable. Uh, <laughs> what? Coconut. Coconut-powered contraptions? Coconut-powered. Powered. Wow, I really have no clue. I can only think of those little bad guys from Moana. Oh, the... I don't even know their names. Krako or something? I forgot what they're Yeah, something like that. Um... Can I? Can you repeat the question? I Quebec, can, please. Stranded on a deserted the island, they craft a they craft a variety of coconut-powered contraptions 
to make the island's life more livable. Oh, stranded on a deserted island. I missed that part. The Swiss family, or who are the Swiss family Robinsons? Yeah! <laughs> I almost thought that was so hard. Like, that could have been a final Jeopardy, like, write it down on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> final Jeopardy. Because it's kind of deep cuts, but also obvious once you figure it out. Yeah, I was like, oh, stranded on it. Okay, got it. <laughs> Um, all right, so that leaves you with two more categories left with a few on each. So you have hand some dudes, and I have no hands. Let's do I have no hands. All right. I'm going to save the handsome dudes for last. We'd like to do that. All right. I have no hands. Your next clue is she provides motherly comfort and hot tea. What? This is under I have no hands? Uh Uh-huh. I have no hands. Motherly comfort and hot tea. Ooh. Motherly comfort and hot tea. Hot tea, hot tea. Who has hot tea? Think someone British. Tea. Mmm. I... Man, I don't know. You know, I need um, that sound effect that goes, burp, burp, you know, burp, burp. when the time runs. Yeah, <laughs> burp, burp. I'm on Jeopardy. I don't know this one. Ah, that's a shame. The answer we were looking for was, who is Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast? Aww. Ah. <laughs> She's so cute. And yes, she is exactly that. <laughs> Motherly love and hot tea. What's funny is I always think of tea now as gossip. Because of the way we say it. Oh, yeah. It. Spilling the tea. Spilled that tea. Um, okay. And your final clue in the I have no hands category is. In the deep blue sea, you will find him teaching youngsters about the wonders of the ocean. Who is. Wait. Oh, I guess he doesn't have hands. Who is Crush? <laughs> Incorrect. Wait. The answer we were Wait. looking for here was. But, but. <laughs> who is Mr. Ray from Finding Nemo? The Ray, he's the teacher, and he brings him around every morning. Oh, he's the actual teacher. Okay, fine. Fine. You know, Crush fine. is just—he's like that cool guy that you meet. That's not. Yeah, that's I think not I'm dangerous. actually learning from him only because of talk Turtle Talk with Crush. Oh, that sounds like a. <laughs> thing they should. where do we see mr ray oh we see him in the um he has a lot of screen i'm gonna say screen time ouch in the uh shell ride at epcot blanking the seas with nemo and he's like oh, swimming yes. alongside real fish which is really cool so such a visual cool effect um all right and we're gonna finish off your final category here with these last three clues your category is handsome dudes. The next Perfect. clue is this royal zaddy is very protective of his salty daughter. His salty daughter. <laughs> Who is Zaddy Triton? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Correct. That salty daughter of his. She needs to keep it together. Okay. She is. She is a mess. I love her, though. Your next clue. A small-time scammer in a metropolis full of biodiversity. 
Ooh. And this falls into the same, like, I, I, I have a thing for this, I think, which is weird. <laughs> His name is, or who is... I know his first name, but he has a whole name, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can only get his like guy name. And it goes What's with it. Per- it? it goes well. Yes. Something. Ugh, I keep wanting to say Nick Cage. It's not Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick. Nick Cage. Huh. Shoot. Nick. Ah! I don't know. Ooh. Really close there, Jen Diz. No! The answer we were looking for was who is Nick Wild from Zootopia? Wild. <laughs> that is a very cool name. Uh, you are close. And yeah, they are both handsome. Robin Hood and Nick Wild. Robin Hood, Nick Wild, and Honest fo- John. Honest John. And they're all foxes. Like, what's up with that? I also see a lot of foxes in the, not that I'm part of it, and I'm not judging because it's cool, though. The, what is it called? Furries? Oh, the furry the community? The furry community? Yes. Like, there is a, like, something about the foxes with the pointy ears. I see those a lot. What are, what are, honestly, like, a lot of the furries in general, they all kind of look like foxes, even if they're not. Like, they'll yeah. you'll realize later, like, their face is different. Like, oh, that's supposed to be a cat. But you, like, <laughs> something about the detail at first. So like, oh. It's all foxy. Hey, foxy. Foxy. We need to do a deep foxy. dive into yeah. the Disney fandom niche community of furries it has to exist i bet somewhere oh, i wonder if there's like a nick wild out there or robin hood at these furry conventions <gasps> i mean i would get with a nick wild right in costume <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of cool uh all right your final question of this disney jeopardy game celebrating hold hands day in the category of handsome dudes is once a captain of a French army, this honorable soldier refused to hunt down the outcasts of Paris. Oh my goodness. Paris. Oh shoot. Um who is Gaston? Yes, <laughs> close because that is in France, isn't it? Um, this yeah, one w- is a hard that. one. This one is probably like the one thousand or five hundred dollar question for this category. The answer we are looking for is who is Phoebus from the Hunchback of Notre Dame? It's a hard one. Uh, Very hard. Darn. I can't even picture him though. Like, I have no idea what this. He has Phoebus a goatee like. and he's blonde. Oh. It's weird for a Disney because he's not even yes. a Disney prince. He's like a character. He's kind of weird, but I think they brought him he's out. A back handsome dude in the day. <laughs> yeah, he's like gruffy, handsome kind of guy. Um, all right. Well, what are my total winnings? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, dance it out. I think you did Thanks, a good Mike job. Trebek. I hope everybody had fun playing along. And R.I.P. Alex. Al, I almost said it again. Alec, <laughs> Alex Trebek. R.I.P. Alex R.I.P. Alex Trebek. Oh. R.I.P. Energy Ride. Also. Yes, and happy too. birthday 
haunted mansion a lot of things a lot of things. things a lot of things well next is something we've been trying to do for a while and we're finally doing it which was a couple of weeks ago we opened up the podcast to our patrons and we said hey if you're a patron of the disney holic show let's do an ama so ama is reddit speak for ask me anything so it's kind of ask us anything and wow, we got a ton of questions left and right from different places, different sources, but our Patreons delivered. So we have a handful of questions. I say we just kind of go down the list yeah, and, and try sure. to answer them on the spot, I suppose. I didn't read most of them beforehand, so. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, well, the first question, you ready? Yeah. Okay. We also, by the way, we also asked like literally anything. It doesn't have to be. Disney. It doesn't have to be something we've already talked about. It could be anything that you can think of. So our first question was, what's your ranking or top three and bottom three of hotels near Disneyland? Oh, wow. So that's a total of six hotels. I don't even know if I can name six hotels. I know. I kind of have my <laughs> usual suspects, right? Like I don't what's usually your, stay at that many hotels. What's your top three? Let's start there. Top three, <clears throat> I'm assuming it says near Disneyland, so probably not including the resort hotels, right? Because that would be an obvious top three already. Ooh, right? would it? I don't know. I think so. I think just, right? I'd maybe put Grand Cal, but that's it. What else? Oh, really? I haven't even stayed at the other two, but I would still probably, just because they're Disney-fied over like an Anaheim. Oh, shoot. I forgot all about <laughs> Disneyland Hotel. That's the third. I was like, okay, what else besides the pier one? Oh, Disney. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess um, I, it's probably I... because I've stayed at Grand Cal as an adult. And I'm like, yeah, that's a top three. But I don't know about the others. Yes. I haven't stayed there. Um, I'm going to put, for top three outside of the Disney Resort, I'm going to put the Camelot. I've only stayed here twice, but it is directly across the street it's a nice hotel it's like remodeled recently super convenient and close um and i think it's probably one of the nicer ones of those that are right across the street so i'm gonna stick with that one but then my other two on the list are the marriott and hilton at the convention center and that's where i always stay oh. almost always and the reason why is because you can get a great deal there usually like direct through Hilton or direct through Marriott, you can stay there for under $150 a night, and it's just down the street a little bit. It's not far at all. So um, I usually go there because it is nice, and it's predictable, and um, one has a Starbucks in it, so that's nice in the yeah. mornings. And, and yeah, so and sometimes I they have go with those three. Magic key discounts, too. I know Hilton sometimes does, right? Yeah. I mean, I've stayed there for, like... Usually between 100 and 150. Like, I'll get nights for like $99 a night a lot of the time at those yeah. hotels if it's not peak time or there's not a convention going on. It's cheap and it's nice and it's not far. So, like, I usually go there first. Camelot, I would go to every time if it was not like $250, $300 a night. <laughs> what? It really yeah. is? I remember you could Very expensive tear out a page from McDonald's on Highway 5. For a coupon for Camelot, it was like thirty dollars or something. Do you remember? Oh my the... god! Now it, it's definitely penny savers. Nicer, yeah. They re uh, renovated it, whatever. 
But you've stayed there since they renovated it. When we stayed there for the 60th, it just been remodeled. Ah, Do you okay. remember that? Or I don't know if you stayed there with us. You might have stayed somewhere else. I might not have because I don't think I've been there since kid. Oh, I went there with my friend okay. Carly Medosh. She doesn't listen to this, but she was visiting <laughs> from Maryland. And my mom and I took her. We drove down from the Bay to L.A. And we did Knott's Berry Farm and Disneyland. And I remember we stayed at Camelot because I've always wanted to stay there because it has like that cool castle outside. Or it's right. Like a castle. Yeah. That's a good top three. So close. Solid top three because you actually stayed there. So it's uh, yeah. proof is in the pudding. That's where you go. That's your go to. Um, yes. My top three and setting aside, you know, Grand California would be number one is the Westin. I've been obsessed with it. It's new, newer, right? It's pretty new. It's, I think it's really new. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I stayed at the hotel that used to be there. And I think they demolished it and put the Westin on top of it. Yeah, they must have. Which right? didn't happen that long ago at all because I, I stayed there. When the Tower of Terror closed, which was like, wait, five years ago or something. So, <laughs> And it has that new new car smell when you walk into the West End. It's yes, such a it is very new... nice. It smells amazing in that hotel. It smells really good. Um, they have a park view that looks right at the Pixar Pal around. I was going to say Mickey's Fun Wheel. You could see California screaming. I mean, <laughs> Incredicoaster. And <laughs> you could see the weird backside of Cars Land, Radiator Springs. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Like, that's like Disney World bubble feel. I really like that hotel. And you can also get good deals there. It is pricier, more premium than the other ones. But they do have Magic Key deals and then sometimes like American Express deals. Highly recommend that one. My other two on the top three would be the one that you took me to that I kept thinking was haunted. Because it was also right across the street. I think it's called the Hotel Across from the Park or something. It's something very direct. Oh, I was almost going to put this on my top three. Um, Grand Legacy at the Park. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. It felt new, at least refurbished, and it was so freaking close. To it the was gate. so close, and the rooms are massive. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to know which rooms to ask for. You have to ask, you have to get the highest level room, which let's say the room costs $150 for the basic room. It's probably like $157 for the luxury. And they have like five levels and they all add like $2 on each wow. or something. It's really funny. And then only a couple dollars more, you can get the, the highest tier room. And it's at the very front of the building because that, you know, they have those slot hotels that go real far back. Oh, yeah. And then your room is pretty far. You drag, drag your luggage and walk all the way to the park. But if you get the luxury, they're in that front tower where you have the elevator indoors. And then they have that nice bar, rooftop bar up there also um, that you can watch the fireworks from across the street at, if you don't have tickets wow. to the park that day. It's, it is nice. It's very nice. All right. And then to round out my top three is... Hilton Anaheim Convention Center, just like yours. It's just such a go-to. It's like you said, it's reliable. It's always going to be there. Sure, it's it's showing its wear and tear, but it's a convention hotel. It's like exactly what you want when you just want everything yeah. to be in one place. And That's when I use that predictable term. Just, That's what I was thinking. Right, like you'll know you'll get a decent room. Um, and sometimes and so many deals. memories in that hotel. So many. At this like, point, there's so, there's so many. So many times. Yep. <laughs> For, like how many expos at this point and then regular park yeah. trips and other things wow yep. <laughs> um three i say we move on to the next question just let's just leave it at the top three i'm gonna say everything okay. else is on the bottom if i didn't mention it <laughs> i was gonna say yeah. the ones that aren't good for me um 
I really don't have any anyway because I don't I think I've weeded those out so long ago that and they've all changed so I don't even know if they're good right. or bad anymore and I just have my go-to ones I just do every single time like the only one I stayed at recently was a Desert Inn and Suites which is also directly across the street that one definitely could use like a refresh it's super outdated however or and it was expensive but it's right across the street so again um, if that's your goal yeah. it's not a bad hotel it's fine it's just it could it could use some TLC, but other than that, I don't really have anything to mention for worse ones. The Bye. distance thing I think is important. So I guess if people are looking for what hotels to avoid, don't be fooled by thinking something is close to the park, even if it looks like on the map it's probably far. I think yeah, there was and they like also a... have the names that'll deceive you, like yeah. oh at the gate or whatever, and it's like three blocks right. deep in Anaheim. And Lies. There's, I think it's a Marriott. There's one that I accidentally booked that's like super far. It's like by the Target and stuff. And I was like, nah, this is not what I thought uh, it was. One of those atrium ones. Um, okay, what other questions? Marriott Suites, probably. Marriott that's Suites. the one that's by that Target, yep. So a question that was asked on our AMA was, why wasn't there the same backlash for Universal Studios to respond to Florida's new policy? All right, we're getting into politics here. So I'm assuming this question is about... Uh, the parents' rights bill, which was also called the Don't Say Gay Bill, and a lot of the political backlash that happened with the state of Florida and Disney World. Uh, I have thoughts, but it's because I, I watch all these crazy uh, video blogs. What do you think? I don't watch them, so I don't really know. So i love to hear what you think. But I will say, I feel like often in these cases, whoever causes a stink first is highlighted and then nothing else matters after that, right? So, like, Disney's woke and all that stuff that people are tossing at Disney and then DeSantis going at Disney directly and then all of a sudden Universal does the same thing and everybody's like, who cares? We have all this drama. Enough tea going on with Disney. (laughs) Let's ignore Universal, right? (laughs) I'm guessing that has to be part of it. I don't know the full reason why either. My take is uh, that the whole argument that the government started with Disney World... When they decided they wanted to re- retaliate against Disney's uh, support of the LGBT community, the way that the government retaliated was by looking at Disney's um, special sort of circumstances that they had agreed to with the state government back when Walt was buying up the properties and they built it. So, and that's totally normal. There's like hundreds of companies that have that, and it's supposed to be an incentive for a big company to come and create an economy there. And I think most people can agree there would be like no central Florida tourism without Disney World first. And so I think that's part of it because they're like the grandfather of it all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I think Disney feels very personal. It's like a, it's like a a home brand. Like Universal doesn't seem to me. That's true. And it's so family focus so family. in comparison so you yeah. you want them to stick up for the little people you always think they're going to do the right thing and they're pressured to all the time and i think universal you know they do horror nights and can go a little bit gorier and weird and so that's my thought yeah yeah my gosh all right next question what is your ideal fireworks show for Disney on 75th anniversary, given that the 50th was already such a great homage to Disneyland and, in their opinion, the best fireworks show ever, which I will highly agree with. Best fireworks show ever. So what would you Im- Im- like envision for the 75th? Holy moly. When, when is the 75th? 
Can't do the I math. I feel like it's just around the freaking corner now, right? Third. 1955 30? plus 75. What's that? <laughs> yeah, do the math. 2025? No way. That's too soon. Yeah, it's like... 2030. No, 2030. Yeah, 2030. That is pretty soon. It's not that far off. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <gasps> Time's flying. I don't like it. Ooh, I hope they have all that new stuff, like the expanded things, ready by then. They got like seven years to start working on it. Figure it out. Start Shoot. it now. <laughs> uh, ideal fireworks show. Um, it would definitely have to be similar to the Disneyland 50th, where it uses nostalgia, including music and sound effects from all the attractions that have ever graced the Disneyland property in its 75 years. I think it needs to focus on that. And then I would love like some Walt voiceovers here and there. Yes. Um, I was thinking the same. Um, I mean, I almost want to, I want it to be like progress focused because I think anything celebrating the parks anniversary should be focused on the parks, right? We saw that happen in Disney World where they focused the 50th anniversary on movies also the 60th anniversary at disneyland they focus on movies but like this is the park let's have a moment for the parks yeah. right <laughs> so um i think the progress like maybe they can make carousel progress be like a big piece of it and have it like go through the years of how attractions have grown somehow it might be really hard to do in firework version but i mean they have all the projection mapping now that they can show lots of really cool imagery um, and then maybe play audio clips from extinct attractions paired up with the ones that are now currently there. Like it kind of did that in the 50th where they played, um, a clip from adventures through inner space and then they played star tours pretty quickly after something like that. Where I love the that. Progress. And it, it could help, uh, remind people of that whole Disney, well, Disney quote people love to use, which is like, it was never meant to stay the same it will always what is i don't know the exact quote it'll always change it's imagination or it says disneyland will never be complete as long as there's imagination left in the world or something oh yeah oh my gosh that's perfect and to show how the park has progressed over 75 years i love that i can even see it for dca being incorporated like imagine they show a projection in fireworks spooky of twilight zone tower of terror and then all of a sudden the rock and roll music comes on and it's the mixtape. yeah tape. Oh, people will go nuts they'll go nuts okay. <laughs> people go nuts they'll go nuts it'll happen <laughs> give us what we want okay i would like to watch this I show love that. um okay people are asking on ama do we have any upcoming podcast guests that we might be able to tease to our listeners Ooh. we always have like a long list they're very aspirational like, I still think yeah. one day we're going to get John Stamos. We say that pretty often. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. Um, <laughs> Uncle Jesse. I feel like it's hard when you have a podcast because you want your episodes to flow. So you have these guests in line or even maybe guests that have already agreed to come on. But now you have to fit them in at the right time. Like, I remember we had Trader Brandon on hold for a little bit at some point because we had to get through the rest of our Patreon takeover before he came on. Fat Cat Swinger is another one where we, like, have to time it in correctly. So Fat Cat Swinger is definitely on hold with us. Um, They have a a really cool thing that we are going to talk about on the show coming up at some point. Don't have it scheduled yet. 
Um, I also have something, some balls rolling with uh, hopefully a Disney creative that is also a creator of escape rooms. I want to bridge the gap very bad. That's good. Um, So I have that rolling. And then what was the other one I was going to kind of nudge about a little bit? Um, I... You know what I would love to bring back at some point? The Little Merman. They did our very first New Year's episode. And pandemic is over. And now they're doing concerts. They're on tour. They're like playing almost every night. Disney covers. Rock and roll. Pretty cool. But we need to go to one of their shows and then maybe have an episode after. Yes, that would be so, so fun. Um, I also have the creator of The Ghostly Retreat ready to be on our show, but I think I'm going to hold off until closer to Halloween time. Ooh, it, spooky We couldn't season. get him when we stayed there because he was very busy with Midsummer, um, Midsummer Scream, which is the big horror Halloween haunt convention, um, and he was busy there. But so I, I'm like, let's just hold off a little bit longer to talk about it closer to. So that's some of the upcoming guests I have in line. But hey, and if anyone has ideas or connections, let us know. We love to talk Disney with anybody. It'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next question. I understand if you can't answer this, but what do you think about the meltdown happening at Diz Plugged and Diz Boards? Oh, so I'm so, just going to tell you right now, I have no idea what's going on. I don't on. either. I don't either. Oh, no! And I saw some explanation on our Patreon page. I just didn't get to it. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we don't involve ourselves in the dramas of other Disney fandom communities. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, I'm curious I, what the tea is offline, but, you know, I don't I know. I know. Let's talk about it sometime. We Whoever will. sent that question, like, let's let's chat. I want to hear chat. about it. But give us a TLDR. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. So, has Mike finished Andor yet? If so, we'd love to hear his opinion on the final arc of the series. And for Jen, if Mike hasn't finished Andor yet, can you please tell him off for us and make him go sit in the corner? All right, I'm going to take it. Mike, what the hell is your problem? You need to watch Andor. I need to tell you off for these people. You need to go sit in the corner. Oh, my gosh. Which corner? What's a good corner? Like the stretching room? I'll just sit there facing the corner. My head down. Doesn't really have a corner. I guess it does have a lot of corners, huh? Or appropriate would probably be somewhere in the first order ship or something. You need to go to the garbage, (laughs) the the trash compactor. Oh, I don't even get a themed corner? Jeez Louise. Okay, so no, I have not watched, finished watching Andor yet. So shame on me. I just cannot freaking pick it back up. And it's not that it's bad or anything. There's like a short list of shows that are like critically acclaimed and I keep getting stuck. One of them is Succession on HBO. And then the other one is Andor. And I'm just like, why? And I'll watch, like the other day I watched a full on binge season of Below Deck, which I never thought I would ever watch. (laughs) Season five, randomly my first season. And I watched that all like glued to the TV or it was in the background. But with Andor, I can't do that. Like I need to pay attention. So... I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll get you to You do it. have to give it your full attention. And it does require a different level of timing and everything, right, to be able to watch certain shows. So I'll give that to you. That's why it took me so long to watch it in the first place because I just, like, yeah. didn't have the attention span for it at the moment. Just didn't. I also, time. I'm going to stick to my laser guns that 
there's something about when there's when there's no Jedi or Force in Star Wars, I realize I'm less interested in that part of the universe. I I like I love the politics and I think that's so clever, but I don't really want to watch like eight hours of it. But if you show me like a Jedi cutting through things for eight hours, I'll watch that. <laughs> colorful lightsabers and Your things moving around. Person. Yeah. Um it's funny, I was trying to watch um Secret something? Secret, Secret invasion. invasion. And I can't get past the first episode either. Because I'm just like the worst. <laughs> Uh, is it bad? I, the the first episode ended on a good note. I was very bored up until the ending of the first episode, and I just still like don't have patience for it right now. I'm like, eh. this, and it's because you're all again like it's not like he's a different type of superhero. He's not like he can fly or do any of yeah. these crazy big stuff, right? We, yeah. Like we have Wanda and Loki and Spider Man, and then it's like okay, superhero Nick Fury. I mean, if they have a great cast. You have. Daenerys from Game of Thrones playing one of the new villains. You have Sam Jackson, and then you have some returning people from the franchise. But it is really boring. It is not doing very well. And I will tell you, this is the first MCU property that I skipped entirely and just watched the YouTube videos about what it was about. Oh, All the spoilers, everything. That's actually everything. smart. Just the, the... <laughs> Maybe you should do that at this point. Maybe you should just do that with Andor and then see if it, like like spark some kind of interest and then you'll be like oh wait that sounded really cool what they're talking about and then you'll want to watch it that's true that. it could work in reverse because i do love fan commentary almost just as much as the actual thing itself yeah except for everyone that listens to this podcast who has been telling me to watch, <laughs> to watch it, it. So. <laughs> oh boy oh boy oh boy you know what else i haven't watched and it was my <clears throat> penance from like two years ago on one of our episodes the rocketeer oh, shoot I was supposed to watch that years ago. I just bought a tiki mug of the Rocketeer at a oh. at the Jungle Bird in Sacramento. Very cool. <laughs> All right. So someone asks, what's your favorite fast food and what's your go-to order there? Well, I love oh, this. Oh, wow. Right? Especially as Californians. I grew up in California. You're in California. It is very much a fast food car state. I miss that. Yes. Yes. Um. Okay, what do you what do you consider fast food? Um, I would say fast food usually has drive-throughs. I will say fast food. Okay, I, that's what I'd say. Yeah, fast food usually. You guys have a drive-through, or else it's not um, fast food. And there's usually a menu that you order from that's like on the wall. And I'm trying to separate it from what they call fast casual, which is Chipotle. They call that fast casual. That's what I was saying. Right. I was like, okay, there's a drive-through attached. That's actual fast food because, like, it's Subway I, fast I food. I don't know, kind of, but it's not like quality, which no fast food is. But right. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say my favorite, and because I am just at the age where I just want things to be freaking easy, it's gonna be McDonald's. It's another predictable, reliable place, <laughs> and they have the best French fries on the planet. And my go-to order is the number one, the Big Mac meal. Ooh. Love that Mac sauce. McDonald's is it. up there on my list. We don't have that many of the fun fast food chains out here in New York City, so I end up going to McDonald's a lot. They also usually have the Disney partnership toys, so I love that, whether it's like Marvel or Pixar <laughs> or Disney. Um, but I'm going to say, because I miss it so much, especially when we go back to, whenever I'm back in California, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. <laughs> yep, you knew it. <laughs> 
I love Jack in the Box. They have the best menu. It is so... It has everything that you could ever dream of. It's 24 freaking hours. They don't dick around with the breakfast menu. You can get that 24 hours. They're, they also have owned that Stoner's Love oh my God, Jack in the Box. That. And they have like literally things called munchy meals at like 3 in the morning that are only available at 3 in the morning or whatever, like Genius. overnight. They know what's up. Their ice cream machine, never down. It's always working. Get smoothies and shakes. At least when, Is I, that true? when I went. Compared to Hopefully. McDonald's. You know, they always get the bad yeah. end of the... the 10 p.m., the machine always breaks down. Always. Like, Wait. Wait a second. Uh, my go-to is a sourdough jack. Well done, toasted if possible. Okay, that sounds really good right now. Very good. I know now. I'm freaking hungry. Thanks. Ooh. Thanks a lot. All right, next question. What is your nightmare job? Huh. Ooh, I think I'm actually going to say one that's kind of sad because <laughs> it's like a very, I don't know. I almost had this job once. Ooh. Okay. It was a 911 dispatcher. Oh. And I almost had it. It was back in the day. I was like in my early, early 20s. And you make really good money doing that wow. work. And my friend told me to do it because they say that that like I have a good way of like being able to direct conversations and calming people down. So I have that natural ability to me. However, I am an empathetic sponge like i just absorb every energy that's thrown my direction so i can't imagine being someone receiving those i would just take everything home with me and be like destroyed every day <laughs> from all the sad shit that comes through 911 that's hard that is hard i watch um, the show uh lone star 911 it's, it doesn't sound like it's up my alley but it's 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 like a hip <laughs> texas austin texas uh, firefighting team and then there's also the medics and the 911 operators and I love the scenes where you have to hear the 911 operator hold their shit together while like helping someone's life not right completely fall like apart. I'd be great at that <laughs> however I would then get off the call and just like cry right? and like <laughs> yeah imagine Oof. that's a good nightmare job I don't know How about you what mine would be, I think comfort is a big deal for me. So I think if I'm uncomfortable, that would be annoying. So I'm thinking something along the lines of, um, and I, I don't mean to bring it back to Disney. It's just the first thing I thought of, which is like a character costume <gasps> today August, so in hot. August in Orlando. Like I would, I think I literally would die inside. Orlando. <laughs> I can't even believe they have people that are able to do that without passing out. It is so... So crazy. I always think it. And even here, like in New York City during the summer, when I see the business suits out, like in the financial district, I'm like, what are you thinking? Uh, like, who are you proving that to? Like, there's no point. <laughs> yeah. We're all dying here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, nightmare job would probably be something that would make me physically uncomfortable. Um, all right. Next question. What Disney villain do you empathize with the most? I was just speaking of empathy. Oh. <laughs> um,. I know mine. What's yours? Mine is Ursula. And I can't remember if I just recently read a little bit more about her or if it was actually portrayed a little better in the most recent Little Mermaid movie. But her story is like sad. Like she got banished because she because of the way she looked from her family. And then King Triton took over the 
kingdom. She got banished off, and now all she wants to do is be loved and accepted. Aww. And like, she's looking to be transformed into this beautiful woman and steal the most beautiful voice possible so that she can get love. That's how she assumes that that's the only way to be loved. It's like really sad. Wow. I feel bad for her. So, what I'm a take. Ursula. That's a good hot yeah. take on that. And it's true. Like, she was born with tentacles. Everyone else got these gorgeous little fins. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> right? Poor, poor Ursula. And even in, like, no the new... No she's so freaking mean. The movies, like... like, in the new canon, like, she's the sister of Triton. Like, how dare he just cast her out right. like that? Rude. Yeah. Sort of, like, Rude. Maleficent, the way they gave her a better origin story, too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, villain I would empathize with the most... We were just talking about Davy Jones. I'm going to say Davy Jones because I, what I loved Aww. about the movie, that second one, was he was so in love. And all of that, I forgot all the problems was because one. he fell in love with that uh, siren slash hurricane lady. I forgot. She's like, mm-hmm. she's like a goddess thing. And that was so sweet. And then he would play that tune on the piano and the music box was for her. Aw, I want to rewatch that now. That is a good one. I think the visual effects probably still stand up too. I remember being shocked by his tentacles. I would just stare at it because they're all like... Yeah, it's all flopping around. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Creepy. Uh, Okay, what Disney villain is the hottest to you? Oh, that's a good question from our listeners. Oh my god, I think we might have the same answer for this one. Okay, you go first. Aladdin? Aladdin? He's not a villain. Oh He's my god, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look at the question again. I was like, Bur- wait, what? Oh, villain. Oh, shoot. Okay, you go first. I don't have one in my mind yet. I was going to say Jafar, but it's mostly because the actor was very hot oh, yeah. from the last <laughs> the live action. But I'm also going to give a like quick side note to Chernabog because he is like he's ripped built yeah yeah <laughs> he's a boss and uh, yeah he's kind of hot Hottest <laughs> and terrifying villain. Oof. I don't know I can't even think of one I'm trying to think of I'm narrowing it down to men in my mind because I usually go there first when I think I'm hot but not, not, I can't think of any they're all weird like cartoon Jafar is weird looking yeah, like yeah. Pencil mustache. Not into cards. That's why it has to be, you know, live action. But what's Jafar. interesting, he's like the gayest, but I'd, I'm not into Jafar himself. Sorry about it. Um, and then other villains. Maybe, are there any cute animal villains? <laughs> Nick Wilde? Oh, yeah. I guess he's like that that rogue. Per- he's like in the middle. He used to. Anti-hero. He was a villain for a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Fine. I'm going to go with Nick Wilde as my cop out. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's my cop out. <laughs> At least you call yourself out. I love it. Uh, what Disney villain gets on your nerves the most? Actually, can we just hold on for a second? Yeah. I just am thinking, what is it in psychology that makes bad people have to look hotter, sexier, prettier, more fashionable usually? Isn't that kind of weird that... Like the heroes are like docile and cute looking and then the like villains are sexy. Like why did we, why did that happen at some point? Oh, even in like Greek mythology, it goes all the way back to yeah. storytelling. Like what, um, I think. How did that become like a bad thing? 
I would say my hot take on it, just thinking of it right now, it goes back to maybe like religion and those old religious texts. Like the whole Adam and Eve thing was always about sin, but being like sexual and mischievous. So it was always like, don't trust that type of person. I don't know why, but. Okay. Um, and they do say prettier people get away with more things, which I do believe in. <laughs> it's sad, but true. So maybe they're more like they can portray that character as more manipulative. Yeah. They can get away with more things. Okay. I can kind of see that. Okay. They, I actually Very skipped a question. Sorry. There was another question here that's kind of related that I skipped by accident. It says, what Disney protagonist, so like the hero, is actually the villain? Oh, how funny. I like that one. And I already know my answer. It's the Jedi. The Jedi Ooh. are a religious cult. <laughs> and they break lives apart. They free people from slavery and then put them back into slavery. But Jedi slavery. I always thought the whole thing was interesting. And, and the more you think about it, it's like, wait a minute, who is actually right or wrong? And I think they're both extremists. I think the Jedi is extreme, and I think either the First Order or the Empire are extreme. They need to like land in the middle somewhere, like be a little bit good, but also do what you need to do. You're allowed to be in love. You can have a partner, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm going to say the Jedi are often sometimes the villains. And in shows like uh, Mandalorian, we hear about them through a different perspective, and they even called them like... Um, like some dark sorcerers or something. They called them something else because depending on your point of right, view, yeah. which is a Jedi line, uh, they either might be hurting you or helping you. I don't know. It's often like superheroes too. They end up like fucking up so much shit when they're having their fights and yeah. like killing people and buildings and all sorts of things. Um, but for this one, the only one I can really think of, and this is also going to be a hot take, is Elsa. Ah, that is a good one. I like it. I like it. And for me, it's because she, like, has her special powers, but she, like, straight up dissed her sister. Like, their parents <laughs> died, and she's like, I've got superpowers, bitch, I'm out. Like, <laughs> what? Her little sister, she's supposed to be protecting her and being there for her, and all the little girl wants to do is build a snowman, and Elsa's like, hello, I've got snow shooting out of my fingers. I have to go. <laughs> And I can't even tell you about it. And I'm not even going to tell you about it or explain anything. I'm not giving you a single why. I'm just going to dip and then let you figure it out on your own. That is so pretty I'm messed say up. Elsa. It's pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah. And their first like big time hanging out, she's like lecturing her for falling in love with a guy. Yeah. It's like, girl, where have you even been? You can't tell me. I didn't have anyone to learn from. <laughs> it's true. I've always seen Elsa almost like a, a Marvel mutant in a way, where a lot of times that's like mm -hmm. their journey is they're causing problems because they ha don't have control over their powers and they have no yeah, mentor very or true. academy. And yeah, Elsa the mutant, the new X-Men. Uh, <laughs> those are good ones. Those are good ones. Um, Multiverse. All right. So there is that question, what Disney villain gets on our nerves the most? Nerves. Like annoying? Annoying villain? I'm going to say, I think his name is Governor Ratcliffe from Pocahontas. He's oh, just, yeah. He's just, he's just, he's not cute. He's just gross. He's loud. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he used to show up at Fantasmic. He that sexy mode. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. They went the complete opposite. 
Um, I'm also going to go in the same look as you and go with Alameda Slim, who uses yodeling <laughs> as his superpower. Yodeling superpower. <laughs> Home on the range. Another Patreon uh, topic that came our way to find out. <laughs> Uh, okay, what's, what's a random smell you enjoy? Ooh, this is a good AMA question. What's a random smell you enjoy? This actually came up on not my very... I think this came up when I was in Canada. But somebody... Sm- no, because it was somewhere hot. It must have been in L.A. But someone was talking about the smell of sunscreen, and I was talking about Banana Boat. Oh. Specifically, Banana Boat brings me back to, like, the 80s as a child in, like, in Hawaii during the summer like so i love the smell of banana boat sunscreen that's a good one it's like vacation you like it smells like yeah like triggers a very specific (laughs) pocket in my imagination a core core memory just rolls out that like colored ball there you go random smell i'm gonna say um i don't know if it's random because i do seek it out but palo santo either this the scent or those little wood pieces that you can burn I just love the smell of it. It makes me feel like I'm in a campfire and it's just so like wholesome and nature-ish. And I like I things burning. Smell. So all those things together. Oh, Palo Santo. Okay. Ooh, here's right, a good next question. AMA. Yes. Fuck, Mary kill. Disney Prince edition. Ooh, we haven't done these in a while. Okay. Disney Prince. Fuck, Mary kill. So how does this work? So... We someone has to come up with the three for the other person. Right? I was gonna say, don't we have to ask each other? They should have given us three. Put the challenge back on our patron to give us three, but we'll come up with it this time. Um, want this time to just we pick our own, or do you want to uh, pick them for the other person? I'll pick three for you. You pick three for me. Okay. 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 <sighs> Let's see. F. Mary Kill. Disney Prince edition. Oh, so Disney Prince. Shoot. Okay. Who are some Disney Prince people? Um, I'm going to give you... Oh, my gosh. Okay, Aladdin has to be on the list. Okay. Um, Aladdin, Prince Eric, and... Oh, I don't know who else. Um, Captain Hook. <laughs> Aladdin, Prince Eric, and Captain Hook. Aladdin. Oh, he's not a prince. <laughs> not a prince. But I'll go with it. I'll go with it. Okay. Inclusivity. <laughs> uh, fuck Mary Kill. Prince Eric, Aladdin, and Captain Hook. Okay. I would F Aladdin. He's definitely a, an F boy. Totally I don't is. think he'd be, um, unless I'm Jasmine, I don't think he'll be committed. And then I will say Mary. Ooh, Captain Hook. Because, Whoa. I mean, that's just like cool. Like you get to go on adventures for the rest of your life and fly Very around true. on a ship. You get access to Never Never Land. Um, he's always going to be worse than you. So you'll always be a better person. <laughs> I love that. So you're gonna spend your life with them, and then I—I'm sad to say it, but I, I'll kill Prince Eric. He is very handsome, but if I had Aww. to choose of those three, ha. Huh. That's funny. I was thinking of the adventure side of Prince Eric for, but from the oh. most recent. 
Yeah, I like that, how they ended the new Little Mermaid movie with them going on a grand adventure instead of just getting married. That's really cool. Um, All right, so yours, I'm also going to throw in just men. Because it's just better. Okay. Okay, so you have three. You have (laughs) Prince Florian. Do you know who that is? (laughs) He is... Wait, Florian is isn't he just the prince, the first one? Yeah, Prince Charming from Snow White. Okay. So that with a face, I guess you can love. I don't know if it's even a face. So (laughs) you have Prince Prince Florian, you have Jack Sparrow, and then you have (laughs) and then you have um I'm trying to mix up. Okay, Captain Jack Sparrow, Prince <laughs> Florian, and then your third one is going to be drumroll. I can't think of his name. The scientist from Imagination Pavilion. <laughs> oh, God. Dr. Nigel Channing Dr. or something? Dr. Nigel Channing, Captain, or Prince Florian, or Captain Jack Sparrow. Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Oh man, um, I really didn't want to give it this direction, but I'm gonna have to kill off Nigel Channing. Oh, that's soon already. I can't Poor with guy. him. Can't with him. Very with annoying. his big moon face, I just can't. Can't do it. Every night you get to kiss that good night. Um, and the only reason I'm saying I don't want to go this way is because I don't want to have to marry Florian, but I'm definitely not marrying Sparrow. He's too. I'd have to. Deal with that 24-7? No way. I can't. It's too much. He's too much of a drunk. Can't do it. So I'm going to F Jack Sparrow because he is pretty. Be a good time. I'm going to marry Florian because he'll be obsessed with me and do everything I want him to do. So I guess that's good. Oh, that right? is that's a good one. That's all he seemed to do with Snow White. He was just like, oh, like staring and singing at her. Actually, that would be so annoying. Right? Um, but whatever. And then I will kill Dr. Nigel. I like that one. And I feel like you could be, you'd be the dom in the relationship with Prince Florian. I would 100%. <laughs> oh. And I don't know that I'd like that. <laughs> that's true. That is true. But those were your three choices. Choices. Hey, choices. That was given. That's what I have to, that's the bet I have to lay in. <laughs> uh, oh what else do we got in here? Hey, when you're stuck in a Disney Parks line, which is worse? A bunch of loud, annoying tweens. Okay, they specified tweens. Or a screaming baby. What is a tween? Like preteen? Tween is, yeah. Like, yeah. Like a preteen. Like oh, Screaming baby, girls. for sure. I mean, it just is like. Is worse? Is, for me, it, it, it just feels like a needle going into my ear. Yeah, the screaming, that high-pitched <laughs> thing that babies hit. <sighs> Ooh, it's rough, but I'm still gonna go with tweens. No, I don't know. I was gonna say tweens because they can at least control it. A baby is just like screaming because they're unhappy for like whatever reason. They don't really have other options in life than to scream when they need something. However, I catch myself being annoyed with tweens a lot, and then I catch myself being like, I used to be that kid yeah. at the theme park, <laughs> and they're just having fun. Let them have fun. That's true. So. I think I'm going back to Screaming Baby. Yeah. Because then also I've seen also plenty of parents just not do shit about their Screaming Baby. Right. And then they're just like screaming in your ear and they don't even care. So 
It's all about the parents in this one. Screaming baby. Uh, what's your favorite Disney ride scent? Ooh, scent? I mean, is it not Pirates for Everybody? I think that's the first one people come to mind with. But I don't know if it's everyone's favorite. Okay. I can't think Fine. of I another smell. I can. And it's my favorite ride, Haunted Mansion. The stretching room smells like an... It's some type of oil or grease or something, <laughs> lubricant stuff that they use for the elevator. Oh. And I smell it all the time in other elevators. Oh. When I'm places, like usually older elevators, you can smell that same smell and it gets me so happy. So I'm going to go with that smell. Interesting. Uh, my head went to Pirates too, but also it's not my favorite. I just can recognize it when I'm in like in a musty area. I'm like, ooh, Pirates. Yeah. But it's, it's not yeah. really my favorite. I would say... Um, there's a smell in Indiana Jones that it's like pyrotechnic. There it goes with the burning again. I guess I'm like a fire starter kid. <laughs> I, I like that smell. If like, it's like, it's like July 4th street fireworks. It's not yeah. the same as like big fireworks. And I know like something cool is going on. And so anytime I smell that somewhere in the world, I'm like, ah, oh, Indiana Jones, I smell Indiana Jones burning. It makes me think of it. What's happening? Something must be going yeah, down. What's happening? Ah, that's a good one. Love that. Um, oh, we still got more questions here from we our do. This is actually patrons. one that we kind of covered a little bit, or we started to go down a rabbit hole with earlier. Who are your dream guests to interview on the podcast? Ah, that is another good question. Similar. Um, and we mentioned John Stamos earlier, who's still top of the list, I think, right? Yeah, mine are always aspirational because I don't really know anybody. I'm not cool enough. So, yes, yeah, so I want John Stamos. Um, I would love Darren Chris to come to our <gasps> podcast. Yes, please. And talk about his Disney sing-along night. Yes. He has tons to promote. Oh. He loves to talk about Disney. And then he can serenade us. Hello. Stop. Yeah. Darren oh Chris is up die. there. Darren Chris is a good one. Um, speaking of, we saw him play at D23, and another person I, I learned about at D23 are the Lopez brothers, mostly Brooke Lopez. These are two NBA stars, and they're obsessed with Disney, like Disney-holic plus plus. And, like, I just think that's fascinating, so I would love to have them on the show. Oh, that is a good one. Especially because they're always unexpected. Like, any time you mention that, I'm always like, oh, Really? And then, like, I see them yeah. walking around, like, wow, that's cool. Love that. Think about these, like, I don't know, like, macho, tough guys into sports and, like, they don't have time. To yeah. Disneyland, but I guess, like, you know, like, they're so busy and, like, famous people just have other priorities, I would think. And But, no, they're still, like, like, like I said before, he was singing a song from a... a ride that I'm pretty sure was extinct before he was even born. <laughs> so, or, like... Or, like, late enough to, or, you know, alive to remember it. And then you even saw him, he showed up to the Splash Mountain closing the night before a big basketball game, right? Like, that's Mm -hmm. crazy. (laughs) Yeah, so we would love to have them, all these people on our podcast. Anyone else come to mind? Any Imagineers that we would love to lock down? I still want, I need, I need to find my perfect combination of an Imagineer escape room creator, which... I think I've had like three connections now and they just aren't going through because everybody in the escape room community is so insanely busy right now because escape rooms are blowing up right now. Like there's um, two creators that I was in touch with that used to be Imagineers 
but they're currently in Mexico doing a whole entire series on Netflix about escape rooms. So, like, it's this popularity oh, wow. boost, and it has them all way too busy to sit down and do a podcast for some <laughs> Disney Holic show. You know what I mean? In comparison to what they're doing. Pretty crazy. Um, but Imagineers, I mean, I would always love to have Tony Baxter. I feel like that guy just, like, he'll, he, he'll just, like, dish out stuff when you ask it yeah will. yeah um and i like that i like the reality uh, the realness of it um joe Rody is fascinating however he that would be like a six hour episode <laughs> joe <laughs> Rody came on <laughs> how about you um you know i'm not too i'm not as familiar as the imagine with the imagineers as you are so i think knowing the way my brain works i would love to hear from maybe one of the newer ones, like the woman who's working on, she's not that new, but the woman who got to be the lead now on the Tiana project for Splash Mountain. Mm -hmm. Like I'd love to hear their journey and how they got up that high to be able to be the lead of a project. Um, What is it like for a black woman to do that with a really special ride that means a lot to the community? I think something like that I'd be interested in and like tying their imagineering work with what makes them... Uh, feel proud in life something like that right right i like that um i also have ryan gosling on the list Ooh, yeah because yeah why not <laughs> i mean classic mickey mouse club dancer all the way to ken is he, is he yeah ken he's enough? gone all the way through yeah. and he's such a big disney fan like a disney holic um in his personal life and a haunted mansion fan specifically so like i feel like i just need to know him Ooh, that would be a good one. Uh, All what right. On here? What's your favorite cast member costume? And they say like from a land or ride. Favorite cast member costume. I'll go with one of each. I'll do the land as Batu because I don't care oh. for the ride, the attraction costumes in Batu, but I love the regular residents of Batu costumes. Yeah, <laughs> that can, whole like, thing mix that they and can match and build your own. Yeah, build your own wardrobe for your imaginary character in the park. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And then for the ride, I mean, not to be biased, but Haunted Mansion. It's like a very pretty dress and like it's cool. I don't know. I like it. There's a lot of weird pants that they make girls wear and i hate tucking my shirt in so i will not wear pants at a disney attraction which most of them are so yeah no um there are some really good ones i i i was torn between haunted mansion and tower of terror uh, tower of terror and i think because I both of them are like too. so recognizable as soon as you even you could see a cartoon version of it and you know what it is you could see the color yes. scheme and you know what it is um, so I would say, yeah, between Haunted Mansion and Tower of Terror, they're just such classic looks and people so recognize them. From a land, I don't know, this one kind of stumped me. Like I forgot that there were uh, land costumes. Remember one time we saw somebody at the intersection outside of the Disneyland gate and we could not for the life of us figure out what their costume was? And I yes. don't know if we ever did. It was like Dumbo or Toontown or something. Colorful. I can't remember. And clown-like. Yeah, I remember being just like, stumped what on is it. that? Like staring at them and making sure they weren't <laughs> going to catch us staring. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see. I guess if I had to really choose. Oh, 
I like, I'll say Frontierland Magic Kingdom because that's where I see they usually do that um, pop-up dance thing. And you'll see like 15 Frontierland members and they have the cute outfits, snug pants and the hats and the cowboy stuff. I was say, you just like cute. the tight shorts. Oh, I like the tight. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see them shake their booty Remember to the line. Remember that video of the guy dancing? <laughs> yep, I got videos of it. And then you get the country bears join in. All right, so I'll say Frontierland cast member costumes cute very cute all right have either of you ever worked at the parks as a cast member no nope oh nope huh um this is cool too we also kind of go down oh wait do you want to say why you haven't worked at the park as a cast member oh um i guess it never it never came up as something that um was within reach i never lived locally near the parks so I would say that would be the first deterrent. And then um, I think when I was younger, I probably didn't want to ruin the magic in that way. But now as we're older, I probably would have enjoyed it, especially being able to see behind the scenes. Or if you're at Disney World, and you get to see the Utilidors. I think uh, that would be cool. But no, yeah, I just haven't ever done that. How about you? That would be cool. Um, also restricted by where I live. Um but I remember having a moment of just dreading going into the physical space that I worked in because my work was exhausting. And I'm like, oh, my God, could you imagine if I worked at Disneyland and it became that for me? And it would, like, ruin my life. So that's, like, <laughs> yeah. that mindset of even just the possibility of that happening changed everything about the way I was thinking at the time. I'm like, I never want to work at Disneyland. I would work in Imagineering or something that's out of the parks. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to work in the park. I would like a job that I can go into the park for my job here and there, but not every day because I think I would just ruin it. Yeah. So, I mean, imagine. Too scared of that possibility. Just regular work life, like uh, a bad argument with a coworker and it happens in a certain land and you're just always going to think about it. Or yeah. Yeah. A horrible guest interaction that you're traumatized. Right. <laughs> Or you hear somebody ask something that you hear a thousand times and you're like, oh, roll your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> because it's your job, right? It's just different. So yeah. that part scares me. Even though I know that's not the truth for a lot of people. I have a lot of cast member friends that love their job and or have not a great time at work, but love coming to Disneyland still. So it's not even the case. It's just the fear that I had. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Wasn't really willing, ugh, willing to take the risk. Um, but mostly location-based <laughs> speaking of another question says where did you guys grow up where's your hometown is it near disney so no it wasn't near disney but no we both grew up in northern california which which makes disneyland like our home park like i think if you grow up in california you're still connected to disneyland even if it's the six mm -hmm. hour drive or one hour flight right yep bay area california bay area all right, Jen and Mike, how long have you guys known each other? Oh, these are all fitting. Oh, uh, my God. Do I even want to know how long we've known each other? <laughs> Gross. Um, let's see. I was just watching. Out. There's this guy on YouTube that does uh, recaps of VMAs, and he goes all the way back to every year, and it's so good. I, I highly recommend anyone watch this, no matter what year is your, like, peak year because for us it's a lot of it's like the 90s but he'll go through the 90s and the 2000s and these 30 minute recaps of the presenters the awards and the performances is such a time capsule for the year he's talking about <laughs> it's so crazy 
And just last night, I watched 1998 VMAs. Aww. And I was like, oh my goodness. It was taking me back. And it also was a year during our like teendom growing up, 1998, where because I was watching the VMAs recap that he was showing, I remember not liking most of that. And that ended up being the year that I started loving older music because Aww. I wasn't into whatever was out at the time. Uh, so, yeah, that was just interesting. Anyways, random thought. Go back to award shows of one of your favorite years of, of life. Not favorite, but I would say uh, influential years. And it's going to be yes. very eye-opening. So, I mean, around that time, right? Like 96? I want to say. Yeah, that's what I put in 96. So we've known each other at least 27 years. Wow. <laughs> what are we going to do for our 75th anniversary fireworks show? Oh my show? God, seriously. <laughs> oh my God. I remember realizing that I'll be around for the 100th, hopefully, and but I'll be 75 years old. And I was like, oh my God, am I going to, like, 75 year olds go to Disney all the time. Of course I'm going to be there. And then that was tripping me out. It is always weird. The The number always seems old until you're in it. Yeah. Or you're like, know someone close in it. It's, it is very I weird. do it all the time when I'm explain, like describing someone like, oh, this girl, she's older. She's like an older lady. And I'm like, no, she wasn't. She was like in her early 40s. That's me. <laughs> like, I do it all the time. Right. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's such a trip to like remember where you're at on your chain of life. Like, it crazy. is really weird. My mom is, I want to say, 74 and she got on Cosmic Rewind, and she loved it. Yeah! Granted, she didn't want to ride it multiple times because she, she was like, it's too intense. But she loved it, and she'll get on these rides. And so I guess when we are in our mid-70s, we'll still be there at the parks doing Hopefully things. the rides don't get too intense by then. <laughs> We're like, oh, no, you go on. I'll wait out here for you. Yeah, I'll just wait over here and hold the picnic table for you guys. <laughs> picnic table. Oh, um, <laughs> Uh, okay, what else is on here? Favorite, favorite footwear. footwear. Yep, favorite footwear at the parks. Tips for sore feet. Um, Nicole Bamberger, if any of you listened to my previous podcast, Dateline Nostalgia, she was my co-host. And she made this comment that stuck with me forever. And she called them sensible shoes. <laughs> and it's because we don't like how they look. They are not cute or trendy, but they are freaking comfortable. And they have changed... A lot for me going to the parks. So I wear Skechers Go Walks. They're not cute. They are like $70 shoes or nothing fancy. But like I can go a full day of walking at the park. And it'll still not be like, oh, I feel amazing at the end of the day. But like my hips don't hurt as bad. Like everything just functions better. I don't need to like sit down and rest my feet ever. Mm. Just like when I take my shoes off at the end of the day, I'm like, oh man, I am done like you could tell you're done like regular like, tired but you're not on your deathbed yeah, yeah and i don't feel like i have to rest all day long like when i used to wear converse 24 7 like i had my chucks and i just did everything in them worked out in them like everything i just wore converse all the time um and then i would have to like oh my god hold on, i just need a minute and i'd like sit down and rest my feet like stuff like that or else I remember one time I was walking out to the car because I needed to change my shoes they were so bad and halfway to the car I just took them off and walked in my socks in the parking garage because they were that uncomfortable wow. and it's just Disneyland does things to your feet that nowhere else does right yeah like, that is a lot of walking um so yeah I would say Skechers go walks are the most comfortable for me and 
the tip for sore feet is to just try to not stand stationary for a long time. That's the hardest part. Mm, that's a good for, tip. And like my partner, he's very different body type than me. He's very thin. And he also wears Converse all the time. And we were standing, having a conversation with someone recently for a long period of time. And we both started like kind of adjusting the weight on our feet around the same time. And I was laughing. I'm like, oh, is your, your feet were getting sore, right? The same time as me from standing stationary. That's like the hardest part. So make up a little jig or something or like rotate around or something. Just try to like keep yourself moving versus standing still. Yeah. That's my tip. Keep it moving. Keep the blood flow going. Um how about you? What's your footwear? Uh, I guess it is really personal, right? It depends on someone's like foot shape and if it's flat or not. Mm -hmm. For me, I just keep it simple. Like anytime I've tried to in life, like get that shoe that everyone's talking about for running or most comfortable, it never actually works for me. Or it maybe takes too long to break in and I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Same. So keep it simple. Um, I usually wear van slip-ons. And I know that's either probably really comfortable or really uncomfortable, depending on your type of foot. That lasts me a pretty good day. And I'll still get the normal, like, throbbing at the end of the day, but I'm not miserable. Um, and then I would say <laughs> my Birkenstocks with socks on. Love it. Especially for the parks. It's cool. It's comfortable. I think it's fashionable. At least I tell myself that. I could show off my cute socks because they're in there. And Birkenstocks are just freaking comfortable. And then you could still take your sock off if you want to wear it like an open sandal. So you have that option. Just throw it in your luggage or in your backpack. Pretty easy. I do know, too, that there are a lot of really comfortable flip-flops. Um, I also haven't been able to marry that because I just, like, can't imagine that that could possibly work. <laughs> I do like a croc, but... too. You know me and my crocs. I oh, love a croc. Shoot. With socks. Went there, went there. Um, I started a thing that one of our friends of the show, I believe, was Jay Lass. I think he was the one that told me, just bring flip-flops with you. Or maybe it was my friend Manuel. I think it was my friend Manuel. But they said, bring flip-flops with you for when you go on Splash Mountain. And then you can just change out your shoes and you don't have to worry about your shoes getting wet. Because that'll ruin my day. Yeah. It's wet Soggy. shoes. Soggy. Like, it'll straight up be the most uncomfortable thing. And, like, it'll rub your feet weird, too, because yeah. it's wet, and it just causes Blisters. actual issues with your feet. Um, so I started doing that, and then I would just wear them for a little bit. And I'm like, oh, this is, like, really comfortable. And they're my – I just bought my cheap shit $5 flip-flops or something. They're not anything fancy. And it was already comfortable and so airy and not hot. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should try getting a fancy pair of flip-flops or something. But – I love a good. I, I love know. a good flip flop. Seems like a commitment. I yeah. also don't have any tips other than don't overdo it. I mean, when I'm when I need to go back to the room, I go back to the room, and then I don't. Then I won't be mad later that I'm aching. So if I need a rest, I go rest, and or sometimes that's yes. like you know find a, a sit down area that air conditioned and just sit, post your Instagram stories. Yeah talk hold hands do something but you don't always have to hold be hands. you don't always need to be running and running around so that is the tip right there that is another good tip for sore feet is to have an ap yeah. brain don't go for 17 hours one day and then your feet won't be so yeah. bad off because i don't think the there's any shoe that's going to prevent that if you're on your feet 12 plus hours 
Your whole body is going to ache. Right. And then the sun on top of it. Forget about it. I'm too Oof. old for that. I'm way too old for that. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. Next question. Favorite and least favorite live action Disney adaptation? The fact that there's multiple now, it's getting, it's going overboard. <laughs> I know my least favorite really quickly is Alice in Wonderland. Ooh. Ugh. Even if it's you like just Tim Burton went off the even rails. just the first one alone, it still didn't hold up for you. The second one was really bad. Oh, was there multiple yeah. ones? I'm just thinking of the Tim <laughs> yeah, Burton one. Yeah, he did this. He did two. The second one. Oh, I didn't uh, even know that he through did the Looking like, Glass. Like, remember with um, Borat as the clock villain guy. Didn't watch it. <laughs> oh yes, it was yes. pretty bad. I think I thought that was all the same one. In my it looks the same. Just it's just like it. all CG, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I liked it. I liked the first one, but that was when he was pushing his limits with me, that everything was starting to look the same. And then all the Johnny Depp movies all started looking the same. And so I was like, okay, had it. Yeah. But I wouldn't put it as my worst. I would say the worst to me is Aladdin because I love Aladdin so much that I was like, well. Yeah. And then I hate Will Smith so much that <laughs> he replaced someone as – amazing as robin williams it was just they had a bar that was too high i don't think they could have ever won to my at least right. my heart so i would say sorry about it aladdin i think for my favorite i'm also going to go with something i loved very much and did meet my expectations in most ways especially considering the other live actions uh was a little mermaid oh wow that was my favorite, favorite. I can't really think of anything else that really stood out to me yeah. that much from live actions. Gosh, I went straight to least favorite. What is my favorite? I'm going to say, um, I guess I haven't even seen Peter Pan and Wendy. Whoops, straight to Disney Plus. And I love Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. I just didn't care for it. The trailer didn't sell me yet. Shoot. Um, I did not see Dumbo, another Tim Burton live yeah. action. <laughs> what? Uh, gosh, what remains? Um, Cinderella. Cinderella. You know what I'm gonna say? I'll say Maleficent. Maleficent. Uh, I'll say Maleficent because it was it was the first of the ones where they were really trying to like change up the story like dr- drastically, and I think I was really impressed with Angelina's um, not just performance, but she was like so into it. She became like a fan, and she was like, "I'm Maleficent. Here we go." She was like producing it, all that yeah. stuff. So I thought they did a good job. It kind of made it. It added more to the original story, but I guess it's not even a straight-up adaptation. It's more of like a, I guess, extension, right, or something. Something new. Reimagining yeah. of it. But yeah, I don't think I have a favorite. Like nothing stands out as like, oh, they. I'm so glad they did that. <laughs> yeah. Even how much I liked The Little Mermaid, I still like. And the rumors, there's crazy rumors of what they're already doing next. So uh, one that was confirmed, remember, was Moana. Just seems way too soon. Like they're already tapping into the CG princesses. That's weird. And then um, they just recently, there's a rumor that was recently announced by one of the YouTubers, Tangled, which makes sense, but it seems too new still. But I guess we're also getting old. (laughs) That was the first oh of the gosh. CG princesses. Dang. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like that time. Well, they just did Little Mermaid, and that was kind of that first of that era, right? Well, no, they did. 
Lion yeah, King. they did Little Mermaid almost that, last. Shoot. Their crown. Beauty and the Beast. I forgot Ooh, about Beauty and the Beast. That good. was a good one. I like that one. I was okay. All right. I'll, I'll give it that. Maybe instead of, I'm going to pull back Maleficent for straight up live action adaptation. I was happy that they did not change too much with Beauty and the Beast. For some reason, I was feeling it then. I liked that it was lifted from the animated cells. It was gorgeous. Right. Was, that was a good totally, one. Totally, totally. All right, um, and we're coming to a wrap. Our last, nope, we have two questions. One is, how do you choose topics for each episode every week? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> how do we? Um, I feel like for me, because Mike and I, if you guys don't know this, um, actually, I just realized what the next, the last question is. I'm going to just put these together. Last question is, can you tell us some behind-the-scenes details about oh, the podcast? Okay. Um, and so one thing Mike and I do is we trade off. So we, we both are running this podcast together. And so one week I'll do the agenda of what we're going to talk about and I'll do the editing. The next week Mike does the agenda and then he does the editing. So we split it up. And so we kind of own our own episodes. Like we have our own produced episodes. Um and for me, I'll say what I do to plan. Um, I usually take into like consideration any hot topics going on. Like if a movie just came out, I'm going to try to do like how I did the Haunted Mansion themed episode around the Haunted Mansion movie coming out um, or if a new ride opened. And then I like to fill the gaps with like history dives like I love extinct attractions I love old Disneyland so I'll just really try to find something that I love and fit that into the ones that I produce ah, what yeah. do you do I would say along the same lines some whatever is topical I usually go to first to see hey is this something you and I would naturally talk about and then we usually tell each other oh save it for the podcast save our opinions for the podcast Yes, we've done that uh, so, so that's many good because you know people want us to just talk, and that's what we love doing on our podcast. So um, I usually try to find those, and right. then I love a theme. So if there's anything I could wrap around an episode, like finding out today was hold hands day, I was like, all right, let's run crazy with this. It could be pretty fun. Um, I also sometimes refer to our long running list of topics that we started in September 2020. <laughs> And some of them are still there. Like some of like John Stamos is still years. on that list as a topic, as a guest. <laughs> he is. Uh, but yeah, so we've been doing that. So I like to go there and see if there's anything that we haven't done yet that we've wanted to. And then. Um, yeah, we do have a parking yeah. lot of ideas that may just like we're waiting for the right timing or the right fit. Um, or we just get real hyped on something like, for instance, Patreon takeover. Oh, we'll those. get really into that and just let you guys take over for a month and a half. Um, or like something else as big as happening. We just kind of roll on that for a few weeks. I do love the takeover. I like when our patrons are the ones choosing the topics for our weekly episodes. That's always fun. I mean, it makes so much sense. Like I would like to say our patrons are also probably our biggest fans, right? Because they support us thoroughly. And like, What's better than hearing a podcast that you already like talk about the things you want to hear about? So, like, I love that we can extend that to them and that they also reciprocate and give us the topics that they really want to hear. So instead of us just constantly saying what we want to talk about, it's like 
Like, let's, like, care yeah. about people and what they want to talk about. And then it's always, like, really fun, too. It's, like, uncovering stuff that we might not even yeah. think about. We're always, we've always been fans of other yes. fans. Fans of fandom. <laughs> um, which, yes. Which is good. That is one thing I want to bring more. I think you and I got trapped in, and we probably still will be, so this is not at all saying this is bad or going to change. But once... We started traveling again after COVID. The excitement, it turned into like the Trip Report podcast yeah. for a little bit, right? Because we were just going wild. Like we were going so often. Um, and so I do, I really wanted to, when I started this podcast, focus a lot on the fandom doing things, not just what Disney's doing. So I need to, for my produced episodes, I want to start honing in and focusing more back on that. It is hard to do though. Like you have to get a hold of people and get them to participate and then scheduling it's actually like very complicated to have guests on yeah. which is why um i don't have guests on as often as i would like to um and, probably, and probably like of us, right? with it's the behind the to... scenes question a lot of those are recorded separately and then we we plug in the conversation yes. to an episode we'll record later so yeah it is complicated from an editing right. point of view too yeah yep Sometimes we'll save something for a month ahead because we're like, oh, wait, this is happening in three weeks from now. And we just recorded with this guest and that would be a perfect fit for this topic. But we have to save yeah. it for when that happens. So it'll just kind of be moved out. Um, I even remember there. I don't remember which guest it was, but there was an episode that came out where there was something outdated that we talked about. And it was only like maybe a couple weeks ahead. And that shows you how fast yeah. Disney is changing. You know what I mean? It's That's just, a good it's point because we, we're we not um, really set up to be like a news podcast because sometimes by the time we get around to sharing our opinion on something, either it's already solved, changed, or everyone already knows about it for weeks. So it's more about like, what do we think right. about it? And what <laughs> yeah. do other fans think about it? That's kind of where we, that's our sweet spot, I suppose. Right. Huh. Any other behind the scenes details you can think of um, that would be interesting? I do like when we were able to start going back to the parks after pandemic because every now and then we'll be like, oh my gosh, we should just record that segment right here, right now. And we'll like be walking out of the park, recording yes. on our phones. And sometimes those are the most fun segments because they're just real there in the moment. You could hear the background ambiance, all that. Totally. All the squirrels. Yeah. We have so many squirreling moments where we're like, oh my gosh, there goes Geppetto or whatever is happening. Like it, it, Yeah, and I, I love those too because then it feels like you're walking in Disneyland with us. And that's how people already say our podcast is for them is like sitting on a couch yep. talking about Disneyland with us. But now you can feel like you're walking down Main Street with us. Like that's really cool. So we need, we need to do that walking next time. Walking talking down Main Street. <gasps> Wow, so we it. got pretty handsy this episode with our National Hold Hands Day celebration and a very fun Jeopardy game. I think I'm, I want to make another one. I had so much fun coming up with the clues. It was cool. Do it. That was fun. Um, and good job to our listeners. Yes, good job, please. Jen Diz. And then, of course, we finally did our AMA, and those were a really, uh, that was a really good list of questions, kind of random, but some Disney, some Star Wars. Uh, would love to do that again. Maybe next time we do a takeover or something. But what an episode. Yes. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. And we hope you enjoyed episode 149 of the De of the Disneyholics show. Follow us on social media at the Disneyholics. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a DM on Instagram or contact us at thedisneyholics.com. Okay, okay, bye. bye.
Everybody having a good time? Yeah! If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then you really ought to show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Hey, Chip, what do you do when you're happy? I Well, when a buyer's happy, he scratches his back. If you're happy and you know it, scratch your back. If you're happy and you know it, scratch your back. If you're happy and you know it, then you really ought to show it. If you're happy and you know it, scratch your back. Well, if you're really happy, say good night. If you're happy and you know it, say good night. If you're happy and you know it, say good night. If you're happy and you know it, then you really ought to show it. If you're happy and you know it, say good night. But if you're really, really happy, put them all together. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, stop your feet, scratch your back, say good night. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, stop your feet, scratch your back, say good night. Shut eye, huh? Good idea, Mickey. Of course. We sure had fun today. <laughs> Man, I really want to go to Disneyland. <laughs>